0: This is Political Junkies with Brian Howey.
1: Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. We are back in the very fancy Sticky Paws studio here in Las Vegas. I just landed in Las Vegas. And who am I fortunate to run into?
0: Uh, welcome back, man about town, Bon Vivant, Michael Sartain. How are you? Hey, thanks so much, man. I, I had so much fun doing those other episodes and people that I know that really aren't that into politics watch them and I've got nothing but great reviews about the show and, and right. everything you've done.
1: Yeah, everybody thinks they aren't into politics, but if you're passionate about things that affect your life, you are into politics. Yes. You know, people pretend like oh, I don't have an opinion on this. Like, yes, you do. You're right. And you could sit down people and, uh, you know, create an environment where people will open up about just about anything. We have spent a lot of time on this podcast, unfortunately, over the last year or so talking about covid stuff because that better or worse has turned political yes and as i land in vegas i'm just informed that w- you're putting the masks back on
0: yeah so we found that out and uh and it's one of these situations so i i have, I have some friends that work at the wind they had a meeting before this even happened and they had determined all employees there were going to put masks on inside um, as far as in the nightclubs, I don't know how that's going to work. As far as the, the masks are concerned, I think the, the main concern that people have here, I don't think is specifically the masks. It's the, all the other things that happen. It's the 50%. It's the capacity. It's the capacity rule, what, what happens at the gambling tables, what happens in the nightclubs, and what happens in the strip clubs. All those things that uh, that we were do, doing before, how do, how do the party buses go? How The whole entertainment complex here, what happens to the Raiders? What happens to the right. Golden Knights? Is,
1: is that a county decision? Is that a gaming board decision? Decision.
0: well is from it, what i understand this is cdc guidance then it's going to lead to the the governor the the so the governor can tell the casinos that to mask their well, customers well, it was it was sisolak who initially gave us the the order before um I, from from what i understand is you the the there's going to be a federal mandate and then there's going to be a state mandate. And if you want to go harder than that, if you want to be more draconian than that, like for instance, what happened in California, they went above and beyond. If you want to do that, if so, for instance, if mayor Goodman wants to do that, which she does not, I guarantee you, I don't, I've never, I haven't spoken to her, but I promise you she is not for this mask mandate. um, Then, then they can go up. That's not even,
1: but the strip's not even her jurisdiction.
0: Right, so <laughs> but, she can say a lot of stuff. Right, she can say a lot of stuff, but but the individual casino owners, I from what I've seen is that they've been proactive. Whatever, whatever is recommended, that's the yeah. direction that they go. So I think for their employees, they're going to recommend masks. I think uh, I, I don't know if you heard the L.A. County Sheriff mm-hmm. specifically well, state he's not going to.
1: Well, let's get into that. So two weeks ago, when Los Angeles said, "Oh, they're going to go back to masks," the rest of the country kind of laughed at that. Yeah, and now. A lot of people are following that lead. So, fortuitously, coincidentally, we have somebody uh, who I believe is sitting in Los Angeles County right now who's going to join us. He's got a lot to say about a lot of things. I have a lot of questions for him. You remember him from just about every part of my childhood. Uh, I'm pulling away from the Olympics to chime in here on Political Junkies. Scott Bayo, how are you?
2: very good nice to see you all
1: what what sport are you watching are you currently watching the olympics
2: right now i'm watching handball which i always thought was played against a wall <laughs> but apparently it's more like uh water polo without the
0: water it is it is like I, I, that is that what, is that
1: a good way to describe it yeah i thought so there is a version of handball that they play at the beach in la that is you know, so it's well, like a, it.
0: it's like a prison yard game. Correct, correct. We're <laughs>
2: playing it, so I know what it is.
0: Uh, uh Olajuwon was actually trying for, out for the Olympics to do handball before basketball. Really? Yeah, he's a Nigerian handball player, and then he he switched over to basketball, and he was a goalie on their the their soccer team. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, have you been watching the Olympics a lot, or you're just watching well, it while you kill time now? Can
2: I, t- can I say again? If I watch are it, you
1: watching while you're sort of killing time, waiting for us to start here? Or are you are you yeah. heavily into the Olympics?
2: No, 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 I, I, I really kind of got into badminton. <laughs>
1: yeah, you, you're, you're getting into thinking like I could probably. Is there a sport that you've been watching? And you're like, you know what? I could jump in there and be competent. Is badminton the, the one?
2: No, I've played badminton. And it's really hard.
0: Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> and,
2: and it is. The, I'm like, it's insane.
0: It's the I speed mean, it's, at I, which they play it.
2: Yeah, these people are dripping wet. And they're whacking this thing two hundred miles an hour, literally.
1: Yeah, they they've got some weird
0: sport. The three on three basketball. The fact that that's a sport. Right, yeah, that's so you take the ball out of the basket. Have you seen this? There's no side out. Yeah. You literally the ball comes through the hoop. The other team has possession, and then it's ones and twos to twenty one or whoever whoever's done it ten minutes. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I, so what's
2: good about the three on three? What's good about the three on three is it doesn't stop.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, continuous action. it's pretty quick. There, there's one sport that I noticed where the men compete against the women. Do you know what that is? What? The equestrian. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, they're it's men um, riders and women riders. A, and that makes and sense. Um, at least in the first event, all three medalists were women.
0: Yeah, I can see an advantage that you would have from being smaller and, and something like that.
1: Uh, Scott, before we get into masks and things like that, do you have an opinion on Simone uh, Biles?
2: I, honest to God, I um, I don't know. She quit because she wasn't mentally into it. Is that is was that, that the reason why?
1: Her version of it, yeah. So I think we should listen to her version. Her version is was she was feeling off. She wasn't motivated. She was having a bad day. She bailed. The rest of the world tried to say, well, she's she, the sexual assault from twelve years ago made her not ready for competition, and tried to make excuses for her that she wasn't giving herself. My argument was if she needs to step aside, that's fine. The problem I have with this is if you want to be paid equally, treated equally, regarded equally, if that happened to LeBron, Tom Brady, right. she calls herself the GOAT, whatever. It did happen this year with Kyrie Irving. Right. He took off some time, because he went, and he got crushed, crushed by everybody. Yeah. The fact that we're not allowed to criticize her, fine. Don't tell me you want it equal then.
0: Yeah. Um, I I'll tell you this. Um, and I, you know, I'm also interested obviously to hear what Scott has to say. Um, so I, the only thing I can equate it to personally in my life is being in the air force. And I remember the first time I would, I went to go solo the aircraft by myself and it was very scary. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you right now it was not good for my mental health. It mm-hmm. was incredibly stressful, but that's, uh, if I don't do that, guess what? The next guy then takes my, my, my aviator spot. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so when we talk about this, I'm fine with what Simone Biles did. And, you know, Dak Prescott, he talked about dealing with depression also. His brother had committed suicide. He was dealing with depression, and he was open about that. The thing that you have to understand, what I'm fine with with Simone Biles, or in the the case, let's just say you were an aviator in the military or you had some position like that, it's okay if you want to take that mental health day, but you you also have to be okay with the guy who steps up and then takes your job. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So someone is going from the U.S. team is now going to have an uh, opportunity to win an individual gold that she wasn't going to have the opportunity to win before because someone else has stepped aside. Right. Does that make sense? As, as long as she understands that, because if I was part of the U.S. women's team, I would be excited that now I have an opportunity I didn't have before. That's the way I look at it personally. But is, somebody didn't even get on the plane. Got it. Okay. Somebody no. got left behind. And
1: if she was feeling, I mean, she's old by gymnast standards. Right. She's 24. So this is, first of all, a grown woman. This is yes. a little girl here. The fact that, we can't question or She's brave for quitting. She could just be like, you know, I wasn't feeling it. That's fine. Let it go. You embroidered that you are the goat, the greatest of all time on your uniform. Two weeks ago, you're selling merchandise in Bloomingdale's saying that you're the best. So you put yourself down there. You took the Nike money. You're you're taking the NBC money. You can't then be like, not feeling it. I'm out.
0: Um, Scott, what do you think about this?
2: Well, if you're the goat, it seems to me that you should overcome anything and you should push through. I, I always go back to, uh, Michael Jordan. I don't know if you remember when he was playing in the finals or whatever, his yeah, head yeah. was literally steaming.
0: Yeah. He had food poisoning. He
2: was going to, he was like gonna die from the flu. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't like, i am I'm, I'm not going to play cause I'm sick. He just kept going. I, I, I don't know what her problem is. I'm not, I, so I can't criticize, but if you are the go. Mm-hmm. You overcome whatever it is and you compete and you win. And if you don't win, okay. Yeah, you can't be so, afraid
0: to lose. You can't be afraid. Like okay. she felt like I might Friend. not yeah, win that, this. That, that's legitimate. The, my, my, what do you, but, I, I think I feel no, like Michael. I feel like it's a, I, I'm afraid and I think a lot of the people are afraid to criticize her in general, but I'm afraid because I don't know the situation. So here's here's the other thing. I've heard the the term the yips, right? Yeah. You know, in the yips is when you have a professional athlete who cannot do the fundamental actions of his job. You see basketball players who will airball a Mm -hmm. a basketball. Well, I can hit free throws, but they they all of a sudden are airballing. Or generally, the term comes from golf where somebody has the yips. They can't hit a Mm three-foot putt. Someone said that maybe she had the yips. I I really don't know. I can't speak to that. The problem, here's the other issue. Here's where we have to be careful Brian you and I and the thing is you and I don't give a sh- no offense don't we don't give a shit about women's gymnastics or women's weightlifting and w- we're going to make these things political and then start and then we're going to start a dialogue and people are going to start saying they hate each other online because of something that we didn't care about for the last three years and then and then the olympics came around do you understand what i'm saying
1: i do care about the gender issues you want equality correct, correct. you have I, to take I, the I, criticism
0: i do i do but
1: and the fact that we can't criticize her without it being on some level perceived as racist or for some level perceived as sexist right then we're not equal here yes and that's the problem i have we can't criticize serena williams you know anymore right. Which We used to criticize her like crazy, and it was probably unfair then, and now we can't question anything. We couldn't criticize Naomi Osaka, who pulled out of Wimbledon, and then she does the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and then she lights the torch. You either want the attention or you don't. You either take... That's part of the gig. It's part of the job. You you, you are a public... That's why the sponsors are paying you to show up, to do press conferences, to build your brand. Can't have it both ways. My issue is we can't say that.
0: Right. No, I I totally understand. I for for me personally, uh, I, you know, so a, a bunch of uh, the, the other big gender issue is the uh, the 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 lady who was born a man is competing in, yeah. the, in the weightlifting for females. And the problem that I have is that one of the issues is if I disagree with you, not you specifically, Brian, but people in general about this, then then we hate each other. I know. Do you understand? That's the, that's well, the, the issue that S- I'm having. Scott, now we me, hate each other. Scott,
1: when you were on a set. And you have, I don't know, 50, 100 people there. And somebody's not feeling it. Does everybody go home? Do you put, What's the policy? Because it's not like a, a regular workplace where, well, we're not doing that job today. If you're in a pivotal scene, is it just, that's it? We cut for the day?
2: How about this, Brian? Unless you're on your deathbed, you're in it. Hmm? You go to work. You show up. You've got 75, 80 people depending on you. And I've been to work 100 100- broken ankle uh whatever other illnesses i've had you go so um you know there's no there's none of that unless again unless you're really 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 sick and you're in the hospital yeah you don't go to work and they and they work around it. But no, no, you go to work
1: yeah i did a live comedy show a couple years ago with 13 broken ribs and a broken leg like, yeah. I did it. That uh, was the job.
0: I I, had, I, I just well, remember one time we did the uh, great love debate uh, here. Yeah. I had just had back surgery, maybe a couple days. Before. I never told you this. I had back surgery and I had a brace on when, when I was doing it. I, I didn't, was, I was I sweating. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Scott, how did you get yourself um, to be perceived as a political figure? How did that happen? And is this something that you like?
2: Yeah, I like it a lot. How did I get perceived that? Well, uh, I started. What? go ahead
1: go ahead was it one day and it's like you said one tweet or made one comment and then suddenly you were in like
2: how oh, did... well i i campaigned for reagan back in 84 right uh, but but back then you could you could campaign for a republican and not be the devil mm-hmm. uh so and then over the years i i did as much as i could for different um different politicians but i think with the um with trump that changed everything. When I came out for Trump in uh, in '15, on uh, Janine Pirro's show, all bets are off at that point. I was I was the anti. Uh, people wanted to kill me, and I have no problem with with the criticism. I have no problem defending myself. And I, I actually, to tell you the truth, I, I knew I said very early on that I don't care if I ever work again. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that seems to be coming true, which is fine, because if I can't fight for what I believe, then what good am I and what good is what good is being in America?
1: But so, how do you end up on Janine Pirro's show, to begin with, to even say that? What leads Scott Bayo to be on a political Saturday well, Night Fox I, show?
2: I, I didn't. I She asked me to come on. She had heard. We had a mutual friend at the time. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, she heard through him that I was a Trump supporter and I was going to come out and I was going to, I'm supporting the president and I'm a Hollywood guy. Right. So she, she asked him, would I come on the show? And I said, absolutely. And that was, that was it. And then from there, it just sort of snowballed.
0: Hey Scott, I have a question. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious as a public figure and you just sent before, uh, you use the word antichrist devil. What, what, where did you receive most of it? Was it from, did you have a Twitter account? Was it mail that you received? Like where did, where were you physically most aware of the, the, the vitriol that you received from, from being publicly, you know, from publicly coming out and supporting Trump?
2: Um, okay. Well, that's easy. Um, I was coming out of a Christmas event for my daughter's school and Uh, The drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers' wife (laughs) punched me in the chest in front of my daughter and said to my daughter in her face, how would you like it if somebody grabbed your? Mm -hmm. And my daughter, who at the time was, was what, uh, seven, six, eight years old, had no idea what was happening, was scared to death. And this woman, so that was the physical um, um, you know, physical the bit, evidence, of right? What the was going real. on? And she was, she was. I, I thought she was messing with me. I thought she was just, pulling, you know, being a goof. But she punched me in the chest and uh, was screaming at me in front of my kid. And I, I don't know if that's ever happened to you. I just, I, I didn't know. So now you know, I'm, I'm trying to put my kid behind me to protect her from this lunatic. And anyway, it it it, it escalated from there. And then on Twitter, and
1: uh, did you know? Did you know Trump before he announced? Did you have a relationship with him prior?
2: Nope. So you just
1: some of the things he said instead for resonated with you. You decided to say like, "This is yeah, I believe in this." And then suddenly, it's uh, and you can name the because the ten, twelve celebrities right. who are it's you know you, James Woods, you know it's a, yeah. it's great.
2: Well, to tell you, well, you know, Brian, when I when I when I heard him, speak up, you know, I was a, uh, um, oh god, the, the ex governor of um, of Wisconsin, um, uh, uh, um, Thompson, Scott, Scott Walker, Walker, yeah. I was a a, a Scott Walker guy because I had seen him speak, and then and then I went to the first debate at the Reagan Library with, with like twenty five people up on the stage, and Trump annihilated everybody, and I, I always. For, for a Republican to win anymore, you have to attack constantly. You have to be anytime somebody comes at you, you got to punch back twice as hard. And that's exactly what he did. And I said, this guy is the guy that can win. And I believed in what he was saying. I'm a very conservative guy, you know. I'm extreme. I'm I'm probably the most conservative guy that I know. So, and he he was talking, you know, talking my language.
0: So, so I I remember back at that time. I remember thinking. And again, I'm, I did not vote for Trump or Biden. Just didn't want to make that clear. That I remember thinking the way before Trump, his candidacy was taken seriously. I remember thinking the way that they looked at Marco Rubio and uh, Chris Christie and how every one of them by, by the political standards was Nazi, Nazi, gun nut, Nazi, Nazi. And I remember thinking, if you keep taking the viable political candidates, and you keep calling them Nazis, then the unviable political candidate is gonna become the viable political candidate. I see a different, again, I'm not uh, trying to, anyone who's a Trump supporter, I'm not trying to say anything bad about it. What I am saying, though, is I could see a different world. It just felt like, because he announced so late, they didn't have enough time to pick him apart like they did every other Republican candidate, right? rightfully or wrongfully. And then when he got in there, it felt like everyone else had this bad taste on them. Yeah. And then in, in, in Jeb Bush, uh, all of them. And then all of a sudden, uh, Trump comes and, and the media doesn't take him seriously. It almost felt like the media was daring the Republican the, the, National Committee. Hey, why don't you nominate this guy? Yeah, they thought it would blow it all Correct. up. Correct. But so
1: how was, let's go from then 19... Um, 80, Reagan time, to 2016, you led a life as a Republican in Hollywood fairly uneventful or even being a Republican in, in Los Angeles was challenging?
2: Nothing is like it is now. Right. It was completely different. You could have a conversation, you could talk to people, and you could say you're a Republican. And they go, oh, you're a crazy Republican. And now they just won't talk to you or, Yeah, and they'll hate you. You know, so because and, and it's and it's Heimbach. You know, they. I'm a, I'm a bigot. I'm a homophobe. I'm an anti-Semite. I'm every other thing you can think of. And I, I and and I'm actually none of those things.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they're like Clint Eastwood was is is a Republican. Yeah. Charlton mm-hmm. Heston. You know, there were some famous. It was sort of even on. You know, it was always a little bit balanced towards a, a liberal agenda, but both sides of right. it. Now it's like here are the fifteen. Actors and actresses who stand with Donald Trump. Yeah, I see those. And they are, I mean, do you guys have a club? Do you talk to each other? Are you on the phone with uh, Lorenzo Lamas? Like,
0: <laughs> I can see Scott Bay Lorenzo Lamas. I, I would I would want to hear that.
2: There was something people, the friend, Abe, I don't know if you're, aware, if you're aware that Gary Sinise had an organization that was all Republican Hollywood people. Yeah, yeah but Sinise. But I got to tell you guys, you know, I, I, I'm going to say something. You think i think I'm, I'm nuts. I I think Trump won California.
1: You think he won the election in California? You think he won the state? Yeah. And that's based on what? I do. That's a pretty big leap.
2: It's based on what I saw. That that, that you know what, what? That, that is that is based on what I saw in Los Angeles, which is incredibly, uh, you would think inc- incredibly liberal. But I think he wanted by the rallies that I saw, the people that I spoke to, the people that were hardcore Democrats, who said, "I can't vote for Hillary." I'm sorry, I, I can't vote for uh, um, Biden. Uh, Biden. because uh, his his mind is gone. I don't like anything he's saying. I I, I my pocketbook is great. Uh, we're doing the economy's fantastic, and these are liberals. Yeah. And and I, I can't. I know people that have switched parties. I would see rallies up and down Santa Monica Boulevard and Beverly Hills, thousands of cars. And I've never seen that. I've never seen it.
1: California's, uh, California's closer to flipping red than people think. It yeah. really, if yeah, there was a-
2: I think, I think it flipped.
1: If there was a stronger- uh, candidate going up against Newton's probably going to win this recall election yeah. just because there's not you should have run well, I mean, I mean, scott
0: you uh, probably could have won uh, he wouldn't have done the things that he did if he thought there was any chance that right he if there was lose.
1: any chance that he could lose you know you're not going to take him on with some random uh assemblyman and caitlin jenner right like, you're not going to win with that
2: no, larry elder's not a bad guy
1: he's not but he had trouble he's on the ballot now he had some trouble getting on the ballot and he's a little yep. bit far behind but yeah, you're right. It's possible, but but so one day, so you're living a life, you're politically active, you believe certain things, and then one day, a handful of tweets turns you into the devil, and and people are asking, you know, Nick at night to pull off uh, happy days, or or whatever. Like there's a whole thing, and I'm was that an overnight where you're like, what did I get myself into, and do I want this, or were you motivated?
2: Oh man, I knew it. I knew it. I knew what was going to happen. I was watching the news. I knew that Trump was the devil and and they were mocking him and he was a joke. I knew what was going on. And I knew as soon as I can, you know, when I spoke at the convention, I knew that would magnify it by a thousand. So I was ready for it. And honestly, and and I mean this in all sincerity, I don't care. Yeah, I I just I just don't care. You know, I'm I'm allowed to believe what I believe. I'm allowed to. And if you don't think so, you can kiss my ass. Well,
1: it's, it's nice to be in the position, though, that you're like, I don't care if I don't work again. Whatever. Yeah, I know. But that's nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but, you know, I, listen, I, I, I worked a long time in a capitalist country
1: mm-hmm.
2: where I made a lot of money, invested it well. And unfortunately, that seems to be uh, a bad thing now. So I don't have to work anymore. That's so true. Can you, all kiss my ass.
0: you started very young. So that yeah, that helps. So uh, can well, I can I yeah. recommend for both of you an incredible book by Dr. Jonathan Haidt? It's called The Coddling of the American Mind, and it talks about how around twenty from the uh, from about twenty ten to twenty fourteen, we started having this cell phone generation go to college, and and they started they were the first generation to say no, you cannot speak on our campuses anymore. No, because what you say right. we don't agree with. You are no longer so we ended Socratic debate on camp on on campuses, and that has then moved outward since 2014. And like they can, it's, very, uh, it's a terrific book because it shows a timeline of how this lack of debate started, and now we, we replace debate with hatred, mm-hmm. right? So because I may agree or not agree with a biological man being a, a weightlifter in the Olympics, because I may agree or not agree, one side hates me. This is where we're yeah. different. Now, we've gotten to the point. If you uh, uh, vote for Trump or don't vote for Trump, I will never hate you. This is the, the decision we individually have to make regardless of what we feel politically. Yeah, it, it is not. Uh, I did not care that. Like I said before, I did not care that much about women's gymnastics. Six months ago, or a year ago, mm-hmm. so it's not enough for me to hate someone, de- regardless of what their opinion of Simone Biles is. And I think once we do that, mm-hmm. now, now let's have a debate. Because if we can't do that, man, yeah. it, we are straight back to what Scott is dealing with now, where it's like, hey, man, Scott has some great ideas, but it, it's too late because I hate him because people, he doesn't agree with
1: people me. people. Can't even date each other now without finding out where you stand on Trump. where the I, appetizer. I, I, comes. I, I
0: had, a, I had a a, a tender date, walk away from me because she heard I was vaccinated. I'm, I'm U.S. Mili- <laughs> I'm a U.S. military member. I'm a US military member, they offered me a vaccination very early on, and I told my my date I was like, "Yeah, I'll be vaccinated." And she just she's like, "No, I can't, I can't go to date with you." Just up and left. Do you, Scott? That's a little
1: weird. Yeah, I what? know. Scott, do you think Trump will still be um around and possibly running in twenty twenty four? I mean, he's old.
2: Yeah, but he's the Terminator. I mean, the guy looks he looks the same. He looks better than when he, than when he was. Yeah,
1: in. I agree. He he does eat the McDonald's, and it does seem to work. Is uh, is his, <laughs> Is Donald Trump on
0: testosterone? Yes or no? Anybody?
2: You know, know, how about this? I hope he runs just to mess with everybody. I really do. Because I want to see their heads explode again. Yeah, but Scott, I
0: don't think think he would mess with everyone. I think he'd have a a legitimate shot of being the the Republican candidate. I don't think he'd be messing with anybody. I think that he. No,
2: no, I'm I'm talking about the media.
0: Yeah, Yeah, got it, got it. How much of Trump's support? Is rooted in that.
1: I want to mess with everyone. I hate the media. I want to uproot the system. Is it twenty percent of it, or is it most of it?
0: I'd say a third. I'd say a third of it.
1: Scott, the the let's just fuck with everybody and put Trump out there again.
2: Yeah, but I think I think to mess with people um, is is what we like about him because we think that I think the the system is just, is absolutely a disgrace, corrupt and full of beggars and thieves and liars so i want it to be blown up right. so that's so you're saying to me just to mess with people that's what i mean by mess with people you know i, I would love him to go in there and then fire all these military guys this mark milley and get rid of all of them yeah you know what i mean because that's what i want i it's very simple for me i want the country that i grew up in forget the racism shit i'm not interested in that conversation because there isn't any anymore There is always, there will always be some somewhere. Mm -hmm. But that issue to me is dead. The media keeps going with it because it's all they got. But I want the country that I grew up in where I was free, where I had opportunity, where people had opportunity, where we were safe, where we didn't hear about this division every single day on the news. I'm just so tired. I I, I want the wall. I want illegal to be taken out that, that are criminals, and I want to be left alone. That's it. That's my that's my worldview of of America. That's my world. That's my country view. Was
1: there and, was and there a Trump time? To me, yeah, go ahead.
2: Trump to me was the guy that was taking us down that road.
1: What was the time that you thought it changed that you're really like, we need somebody in? Was it during Bill Clinton's time? Was it an Obama time? Was it before that when you're like, we really need, we're going the wrong way as a country that you felt that way? Do you remember that?
2: Bill Clinton's a hardcore conservative now.
1: Yeah, Um, (laughs) I agree with that too. uh, I
2: I think Obama. I think Obama, I think every, every time, every time Obama said something, he did the exact opposite. So I knew that there was a problem with Im- immigration to me is very big. Right. Uh, uh, because I think they're trying to change the, uh, the, the demographic of the country for, their, for, for political power. And I think it's disgusting. And nobody's saying anything about it, really. Um, but I think Obama to me was, I think he was a disaster with Israel, with Iran. I think he was a disaster globally. And I, I, I think he was a disaster all around. But he, he him, even him now. He he will be considered middle of the road.
1: But yeah, I
2: think, I think that's when I started getting scared. That's when I realized, you know what, guys, we're, we're, we're really on the wrong road. Here.
1: Well, did you notice? What did you start to notice about uh, California and Los Angeles County? Has that because um, that is really
2: noticing what
1: in terms of like it just Los Angeles started to feel like a different place about five years ago. They let a lot of low-level drug offenders out of prison at the same time with no plan to do anything with them. I think, say what you want about the usage of it, legalizing marijuana and decriminalizing a lot of activity changed a lot of behavior. It just did, especially on the west side of Los Angeles. You can steal shit, you can break shit, you can graffiti shit, you can smoke shit and with no repercussions I, I, and sleep
0: wherever you want. I have a, I have a family member who is uh, chief of staff at a hospital uh, in that area, in the west side of Los Angeles and he is pretty politically progressive and he couldn't even explain. He got to the point where he started doing a podcast and he was like man, there are a lot of homeless people here. There's like crime uh, that like I I paid millions of dollars for this house and there's a homeless tents, not even 200 yards from my place. And I'm not allowed to call the police on them. And, and I do think, go ahead.
2: Is he going to change his vote?
0: I don't know if he's going to change his vote. I do know his message has definitely changed. You know, they're not homeless anymore. They're unhoused residents. Sure. Sure. That's what they're called. But but but,
2: here, but 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 the problem is, if you're not going to change your vote, what does it matter?
1: Right. Well, there's a lot of people. You're right on that, Scott. There's a lot of people who are very progressive and woke in Hollywood and are secretly voting the other way, yeah. or they're secretly making donations the other way. There's a lot of phony, you know, the old limousine liberal. Um, term is is true. Uh, that, I mean, that's not a joke. They're unhoused residents. Do you know that shark attack, the PETA got a hold of the uh, conservation. It's not a shark, shark attack, attack anymore. It's a shark interaction. <laughs> that, that's a real thing now. They thought that it was unfair to the sharks. So my,
0: ex, my ex-girlfriend attacks me. It's an interaction. It's an it. interaction. Good to know. Good yeah. to know.
1: Um, Los Angeles was caught. Uh, the problem with Los Angeles, as far as the homeless goes, is they're allowing people to be homeless in neighborhoods that they will never be able to transition to, even if they work 40 hours a week. Got it. If you want to give them transitional housing, or you're going to have to take it off the beach. Sorry. Like, you're not suddenly going to be able to go from homeless to buying a place in Santa Monica or Malibu. You're not. And so you're giving a choice like, okay, we're going to set up some homeless camp in, uh, no offense to anybody who lives on the east side of LA, the east side of LA, people are like, I can live at the beach for free. Why would I go live there? And so that's a problem. Like, you, they're not going to criminalize being homeless, but they're not going to incentivize anybody to get out of there either. People are like, why would I work at Jack in the Box for 40 hours a week when I can get plenty of services, I can sleep wherever I want, and answer to no one? I don't know what we do about that in L.A., but it's a huge problem, Scott.
2: You cut it off. That's what you do. Right. You cut off, you cut off the free phones. You cut off the... Listen, you drive... You live in L.A., Brian? Yeah. Okay. So you drive under you drive under a freeway uh, overpass. Yeah, it's and these people have armoirs and and chests of drawers, Venmo they accounts, Venmo. It, yeah, it's it's unbe- And they're on their cell phones. And I'm like, you know what? This is not bad. This is. Oh, you know wh- what? you're right. Why would I? Why would I want to give this up? Yeah. I don't have to.
1: I get so, al- almost you know, everything I, I need. Know. I can't afford a place even if I made minimum wage working yeah. 40 hours a week. I'm better off not working, not going in the system. They give you meals if you want it. You can these tents. I don't know. Uh, these tents are fantastic. REI is are they selling them to homeless people? People just buying them. And I know I feel bad, but half of the people don't care. They want to be homeless, so they need to focus on the ones who want to get out of there and transition. There just aren't as many as you think. There are
2: 80% of those people are drug addicts. I don't care what anybody says. I see them shooting up in the middle of the street, defecating on the sidewalk well, I'm with my kid in the car, you know what I mean? So, like I said, I would I just cut it off and say you guys got to go somewhere else or or help them. Put them in a facility to clean them up and help them instead of pissing the money away on what they we're doing now. Uh,
1: I think you're right. I think the skid row downtown homeless situation is different from the Venice Beach homeless situation. I think the skid the skid and the valley. Yeah, it's it's there's there's mentally ill homeless, yeah. there's drug homeless, yeah. and then there's like I just want to hang out at the beach
0: homeless. Right.
1: And we have to stop treating everybody everybody like they're the same and give this and wasting resources on the we want to hang out at the beach homeless.
0: Well, the mental illness right. one is the one because we we did previous uh, calls with military members. And that one, that one to me is the one where I think, like I said, a hundred years from now, we're going to look back and be like, man, we were throwing people in jail that had schizophrenia right. and we didn't understand what we we're doing. So that pro- that problem, it goes back to. We 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 use the police as a one stop gap for everything. We have somebody with domestic abuse, we call the police. Somebody robs a bank, you better call the police. You mm-hmm. call the SWAT team. We have somebody who is having a fifty one fifty mental breakdown. We call the police, I, I guess. Like and so so now we're in a situation where like yes, you end up with that. And now because this person has mental illness, they cannot conform with what society needs as far as them working. Mm-hmm. And now we, they end up homeless. That's a different type. I do agree with you. Different types of homeless. Whereas somebody who's like he's trapping, he's selling drugs to a bunch of people out in Santa Monica yeah and and he like it it actually is advantageous for him financially to be homeless
1: yeah you can't sleep in your car but you can sleep in front of somebody else's car like it doesn't make any sense you know you're business owner in in santa monica and after 11 p.m anybody can sleep in front of your business and do whatever they want as long as you're not open it's just it's
2: these are liberal policies this is what you get it's confusion there's no rhyme or reason to enemy just like covid None of it makes any sense at all.
1: What do, you think the, what do you think the end game is? Or what do you think they know? And I've said this. I'll say this clearly. They know the masks don't work. They, they know that. They've known that for 50 years. Why do they keep pushing that? They're more likely to say the vaxes don't work than the masks don't work. I think that's where we are now. Because the Americans will always buy in on a pill and a shot. Where They can, they can always sell more. <laughs> they can always be like, booster, right. variant, saying, yeah. do that. For some reason, though, they would rather say, Oop, the masks, the vaxxes aren't as good as I, I thought.
0: Let's go with the mask when they know the masks don't work. Why? Well, I think with the masks, uh, I, there's two different things, right? Does the mask protect you? Does the mask protect other people? Is if I sneeze or cough, yes, it's going to keep that from getting on somebody. If you else. don't
1: cover your mouth,
0: right? Correct, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's the that's the logic behind it. But is it a 100 percent solution? No. And same thing, you know, Chris Paul was vaccinated when he when he tested positive for COVID right before the NBA or right before the uh, the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and a lot of people brought that. I was like, well, I thought he was vaccinated; he shouldn't get it. The thing is, I think what's difficult is, um, and I'm—I I don't know, Dr. Fauci, so I can't speak for him specifically. But in this, the situation is, uh, he is dealing because he's a scientist, a, a medical professional. He has to deal with statistical probabilities, and those keep changing as we get more numbers. He's a
1: bureaucrat. He's an administrator. Correct. I don't think he's dealing with any. Pro- I don't think he's looking at any data. He's a fundraiser. He's a schmoozer. He's had that. He hasn't practiced medicine in fifty years. Right. He has. He is a a political he's a government worker and no offense a government worker he's the highest paid government worker he's looking at agendas he's looking at polls he's looking at a lot of things and the fact that we're trusting him like he's the lead scientist is a mistake still comes back to the question what is the end game here because they know with absolute probability the virus is never going away it's going to be endemic it's going to come and go it's going to be like cold and flu we're always going to have it why this drive to get it
0: to zero when that can't happen? Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds political to me. Yeah, I mean, that, that, Scott, you have this very useful thing. What is the end game for COVID?
2: Um, well, first of all, I think it's to instill fear in, uh, in the American people. And it works to a certain degree. Um, and I think it's I, I, I think it's about control and I think it's about money these big pharma companies are making trillions of dollars on this because so let's get everybody. I don't get the everybody vaccinated thing. I, I I just, I just can't, that to me is just control one world order, whatever these people want to do. I don't know. I, I wish I knew. And if we did know, it's probably pretty scary, but Michael, you said Fauci is going on the data Well, if you go on the data, we're fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the
2: the deaths are way, way. No
0: hospital is full. No hospital has ever been so. So so what I think. Go ahead.
2: Kids. kids, Zero kids have died from this that didn't have an underlying condition. Zero. Zero. And we're still masking up kids in school. Right. So, you know, the only people that are that are. Um, I'll give you the rough, rough statistics, zero to 18, the survival rate, if you get is 99.9% right. above that 99.98 above that 99.95 and 65 and over 90, 90, 90, 90, 95 or 96%. That's better than the flu.
0: Yeah, that is. <laughs> so, so I, I here's, here's what I think. I think Crouchy starts off. It's political. Then when the political part backs off, then it becomes scientific. Then it becomes political again. Then it becomes scientific. He played these
1: games with the AIDS data and he had to scare the American people into believing that it was equally dangerous for the straight population as it was for the gay population, which was never true. Right. He knew that was never true, but in order to get the funding, he was willing to pay fast and loose with the truth. He has a 40-year record of having no issue with bullshitting for an agenda, yet some people – we still book him on TV because he's willing to stay scary things, which drives ratings, <laughs> which the, the, the Chinese love that we're all freaked out about this, and it just goes on and on and on. I thought it was over. I was on an airplane a week ago. The flight attendants at that point didn't even care if anybody masked. We were that close. And I think then, like, uh-oh, it's close to normal. Let's dial it back. And it all went bad right. again.
2: Exactly right. I, I, I agree 100%. Uh, and, and I got to tell you guys, uh, first of all, Michael, thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Um, um, first, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I, if, if, if somebody would come out, anybody would come out and say, you know what, guys? We screwed it up. You know, we we thought it was bad, really, and we're sorry. It's not as bad as we think, and we're going to try to make your life a lot easier. I would go, you know what, man? I get it. Yeah. That's fine.
1: We didn't know. know.
2: You didn't know what you were dealing with. For the first year and a half of my life yeah. of, of my of, of of this COVID thing, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give them a hug and a kiss and say, "Okay, let's get on. Let's get on to whatever the hell you want to get at." Like, but they can't do it because they're so far into it mm-hmm. and they're so far invested in it,
1: right? And and I don't know who's you know controlling Biden, but wouldn't Biden want to be the one who would be like, "We got through it. I did it. We're fine." The fact that he wants to go back into this. He could, I mean, but he could get out there and take credit and do whatever he wanted if he wanted to. The fact that he likes the scary game, too, makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Um, but as far as uh, hey, we messed up. You guys do understand the Spanish flu wasn't Spanish, right? It came from a military base (laughs) in Kansas in 1919. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yes. You should look it up. Look it up right now. This is not debatable. It's on Wikipedia. (laughs) You can find. It's debatable. It's it's, it's debatable, but (laughs) it, it came. It actually came from the United States. The only country that was allowed to report freely during World War II, where the media was not controlled by the government, was because they were not part of world war ii that's why we call it the spanish flu they were the only country that was openly reporting death 60 million people died because of the spanish flu the united states never said oh our bad sorry about that but yeah it's fun. the spanish flu started in fun the united fun. states fun fact for yeah, michael sartén it started in the united states epidemic started in the united states
2: yeah, maybe, but, maybe we should maybe we should cop to that one first yeah right, and then we'll get to
0: but COVID. we know we know we exactly that's the whole thing we never like ag- admitted oh wait, yeah we did this one yeah. wrong and we screwed up um it, it, but as, as far as what you're, you're saying goes um I don't, so I just, and again, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. Well, I am agreeing with a lot of what you guys are saying. But the thing is, I don't think these people are sociopaths. I think it's a, it's a situation where, um, you're right, when Fauci's situation, he's figured out how to survive on the beltway. And he says whatever he needs to say in order in order to do that. And I think as far as Newsom is concerned, and maybe Biden is somehow in their minds, they believe that if I am more draconian and more strict with these rules that no matter what happens later, if any lives are saved, I can take responsibility for all of them. I think that's what I get it. But DeSantis is like, I understand this. I use doctors that know
1: what they're talking about. I understand seasonality. I understand the tests are bad and they don't work. And he get people rooting against Florida. People want Florida to go back. It's the sickest thing. People pass around like, look, cases are going up in Florida. That's how
0: broken people's minds are you're right because florida's open they want them to fail yeah That's what they you're want saying. them That's to what fail you're okay yeah they want texas and florida.
2: In florida i was just there yeah and you wouldn't even nobody talks about COVID.
1: no it doesn't even come up i was just there too it's yeah. lovely
2: Can I, you, you want to know who i blame i don't I, I don't blame the media um i i blame the american people because i don't think the american people do their homework yeah. i think we i think we read a headline Florida is a disaster. So, but they don't read what the disaster is. They 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 thinking because for, because Florida had one more case of COVID. The headline reads Florida is a disaster. Yeah. So when you read into the article, it's nothing.
1: Yeah. So they'll people, see cases rising. It went from two to three. You know, hospitalizations. Yeah, so
2: people, people don't know. People don't know that there's other states that are flourishing. You know, the the the, the, the you know, I don't want to get the list of what's the flourishing. Yeah. So we just are not informed and that's so and you can't be informed when big tech is censoring but there's other ways to find out and nobody wants to find out we live in a bubble on our cell phone and we go on facebook and that's it
1: i know i don't know why people like yeah i want to mask my children i want to have my kid put their dirty mask on their face it makes no sense
2: if you're driving in a car by yourself yeah you need a mask? <laughs> i jogging at 6 o'clock I, in the I, morning. I will say one,
0: one of the most irresponsible things I found from both parties in the last election was... If you guys remember when Joe Biden, he did this commercial where he had this humongous blue mask on. It wasn't a mask. It was a humongous yeah. blue mask on when he was, and he was talking, but there was no one around him. And he was talking into this humongous, like it was like all the way up here,
2: mm-hmm.
0: mask. Like, and I was just like, and it was blue. It was a blue mask. And I was like, that is very irresponsible because what you've done is now all these people in Orange County, are never gonna wear a mask because you wore a big blue mask and you did that now and then. I look at Donald Trump and then he does the opposite. And I and I and I it bothered me a lot that both political parties were using the mask as a a political tool. But that that big blue, he didn't need to make it that big. Well, he didn't. If there were people around and the mask was a normal size mask and it wasn't blue, I would have been maybe okay with it. But that I remember seeing that and like. I knew as soon as he did that, all these people in Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Louisiana, all these people in Orange County, immediately. let's just say masks did work. Mm-hmm. Let's just say they do work. Immediately, as soon as he did that, those people were like, I'm not getting vaccinated and I'm not wearing a mask because he, I, because well, he put agree. a big blue well, mask on his face. Here's,
1: the pro- here's where I think Trump was wrong, and here's where I think Rand Paul is wrong now. Both of them, Trump all last summer, and Paul, every time he gets in front of these congressional hearings, have every opportunity to say, listen... You guys studied masks for a hundred years. You all said with certainty they don't do anything. Show me the study, the actual scientific study where you show this. Because the CDC even uses the C2 hairdressers didn't get it. The hairdresser anecdote is really used as a study on the CDC website. I would say Trump could have should have said, he should turn around and say, Fauci, you changed your mind on masks. What is the study and the data that led you to do that? Trump never asked that question. Rand Paul never asked that question. If somebody came out like, here is what, what we found out, a real study, they don't ask it, and it doesn't exist. And that's a mistake by Trump, and that's a mistake by Rand Paul, who's leading. The, he, he's taking it personally in Fauci versus just getting to the answer there. Yeah, Because Fauci keeps saying studies suggest things. He's very clever about couching his language not to get boxed in. There is no study. It doesn't exist, and nobody comes out and asks that question. Scott, I have a question for you though. You yes. apparently have some free time now. Are you going to run? Have you thought about it? Have you no.
2: thrown your? Why, why, why would I do that? Why would I expose my family to these pigs?
1: Yeah, I mean that's true. Did you ever think about it before though? Because you were passionate about this stuff. You know, ten years ago, did you think about
2: running? I thought about it recently. For
1: what? But, what office?
2: For, for uh, governor, of California. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, uh I, I, I just won't I I don't I don't want to get on that wheel. I just don't want to do it. I, I love my life. I have a wonderful family and I'm not gonna expose them to the uh you know the the, the year and a half recto exam that we're all gonna to have to take because of uh because I'm a conservative.
1: Yeah, that so not, Schwarzenegger cool. got in through the side door. He didn't have to go through that scrutiny because it was a recall election and he was kind of coronated into if they if uh, davis got recalled schwarzenegger was getting in he avoided that year-long scrutiny that he would have had to go through you know it isn't worth it to run i do agree with that it is not especially worth especially
2: for it. a conservative you know brian especially for a conservative it is you know, it's, it's impossible all
1: right uh in the interest of time this is something we do when we have somebody on the podcast for the first time give me go back before 2016 Give me a conspiracy theory that is that you've heard in your lifetime, and you're like, you know what? I think I believe that one. Give me something out on the real fringes prior to 2016. So let's go back. You know, Kennedy assassination, moon landing. Is there one that you're like, you know what? I always yeah, aliens. I I, that one. Is there one that I agree with? Yeah, that you're like, you know what? That has some validity. Is there one that you're like, you know what? I've always been questioning about that.
2: Uh, well, I, I I can tell you that I was friendly with Vincent Buliosi. Yep. Remember he he the, OG- remember, who, the, the attorney who put away Manson. Yeah, and he, yeah. And he wrote the- books on the on the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. No, exactly. You talking me. I read one and, of his books.
2: Um, and I and I always thought there was some conspiracy involved in that. I don't know. I don't know what you' talking about the
0: MK Ultra thing with uh Manson. Is that what you're talking about?
2: No, I'm talking about the, the, the assassination of, of the president.
0: Oh, Kennedy. Oh, going back uh, there. Kennedy. Okay.
2: Huh. Yeah. So I, I would, so I thought it was, I didn't think it was Lee Harvey Oswald. And every time I saw Vincent Bugliosi, I would come in and say, it was the mafia, Vince. And he would scream at me. <laughs> no, it wasn't the mafia. And, and, and I did it on purpose. I can't really like him. Very liberal guy, though, which I found shocking. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, t- that I don't think Lee Harvey Oswald,
1: but it's not. Oh, but I'm
2: get a lot of so, now no, that's okay. No, no, no that's it's, that's it's, a
1: reasonable it, one. It, it, Most people, but the crazy everything is a lot of people think not Lee Harvey Oswald, but you're going to get a hundred different answers of who.
0: Yeah. So, so the thing is, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I uh, well, I am from. Te- I am from <laughs> Dallas. But I will say this: uh, the 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 and we've said this before on the show the. The presupposition that Oliver Stone has that he couldn't have made that shot is not correct. You I, could you could have made that. I shot I was with the football there
1: yesterday. I was yeah. in Dealey yeah. Plaza yesterday. Yeah. It's it's it right e- there. Extremely. <laughs> he
0: remember it's he's, closer than you think. He's a left hand.
2: Closer than you think. He's, yeah, he's, it's it,
0: right there. He is a left handed Marine Corps, a qualified rifleman with a bolt action Italian three hundred eight firing to his left anyway like he it is a perfect lined up shot and not only that the president when he's going down houston is uh, that's the, the name of the street when he's going down uh, the street he's going directly away almost directly away it is a it not i'm not gonna say it's an easy shot it is definitely a makeable so, shot yeah he got off three rounds and he hit the president with two of them i'm not saying that lee harvey oswald did or didn't do it i personally think he did it's but possible. You know it, what, it was you, a possible yeah. shot
2: and you've just debunked my yeah. conspiracy theory. Well,
1: let me ask you this. Yeah. Here in Vegas, they don't talk about what went down very yeah, much. Re-
0: really interesting. What, is there a theory... Okay, so so again, let's get let's get to the technical part of this because after this happened, I talked to a couple guys who were SEALs and a couple guys in the Marine Corps. We're talking about Vegas. We're talking about the Vegas shooting. So in this thing, this guy had two – I don't know how far you want to go into this, but he had two firing positions. He had fully automatic – they weren't fully automatic weapons. They were M4s that had bump stocks on them, and he had 60-round clips. And the reason he had so many guns is because he expected the barrels to start melting after 60 rounds. So he got out there, and he's firing into a crowd of 22,000 people and killed 50. He, to me, he's a bad shot, and I hate to say that because it you sounds know. extremely morbid. But the idea that one guy couldn't have done this—no, one guy. Absolutely what is what is it. the motivation? Just some guy who cracked that. Just. Again, so uh, have you ever watched Mindhunter or read any of John Douglas's books? Yeah. Okay, so before 1970, we used to believe, we used to aspire all murders to motive. And then after 1970, once we became a little bit clear with type 2 personality disorders like sociopathy and things like that, or narcissism, we started to understand people can commit murder for no fucking reason. And then once we came to that realization, now it sort of makes sense. Like when you you read about Helter Skelter and what Charles Mm -hmm. Manson believed, he had no backing, he had no understanding of that, or he was just making it up in his mind once you come to that realization and you start realizing that this guy who shot all those people he may have done it just to do it and i know no. that sounds incredibly sick no. and horrible for all the people who who it happened the other reason i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and this sounds a little sad too but nobody from clark county died and i think that's the reason why uh, on october 1st we don't talk about it that often we should but we don't we don't really yeah, it
1: really this town forgot pretty quickly
0: it. pretend
1: it, it's bad for business yeah. but it pretended it didn't happen it is it is very strange
2: so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one more thing, and this is why this is why this whole the, the, I'm going back to the Kennedy assassination. Sure. So it, it must have been I don't even know thirty years ago, twenty something years ago. There was a there was a a, 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 um, a navy the navy does the navy have jet admirals a navy admiral? Yeah. Right. Um, who was retired, and he gave a symposium at Hollywood High. I don't know if it was 30 years ago, 20, whatever it was.
0: I used to live right next to Hollywood High. Yep.
2: It was, oh, do you know why it's called The Sheiks? Why? Because the year that school was built, Rudolph Valentino had a movie out called The Sheik. Oh, okay. Anyway, a little bit of trivia. Fun
1: fact from Scott Baer.
2: Yes, yes, I'm full of them. (laughs) Uh, And full of a lot of other things. Uh, So at at this symposium, this admiral gets up there, and he is telling us, and it was packed. I mean packed. He was telling us the reason they killed Kennedy. They meaning us, the the government, our government, mm-hmm. was because Kennedy was going to expose UFOs.
0: So, oh. so we put I'm one conspiracy there. on top of another. There you go.
2: And, I, and I'm going. Well, uh, I'm 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 there and I'm listening. Right. I'm yeah. Not sort of course. Of, I'm not. I'm not. You know, uh, 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 criticizing. I'm just listening. And then he says, "Okay, so now I'm going to show you something." And I want you to watch it. And he showed the Subruder film. Okay. And I'm watching it. And with, I don't know how many, eight, eight, maybe 1,000, 1,500 people. And he says, now I want you to watch it again. I said, okay, watch it again. He goes, okay, I'm going to show you a third time. He says, now I want you to watch The Driver. (laughs) And I'm watching. And he said, watch The Driver turn around. And you see the driver turn, and he says, look at the driver's left hand. And you see the, dri- the driver go like this. And he says, the driver has an electric gun that's full of shellfish toxins that will kill the president if the bullet doesn't.
0: <laughs> wow. So I, think, I, think, I suppose. Uh, I suppose uh, Maybe that was right. That, that would have definitely ended up, ended up on shellfish that, toxins. That, took 100%, him out. One hundred percent. That would have ended up on. Facebook. I don't think that's in the. That would have been up on. That would have been up uh, on Facebook. 100%.
1: All right, this is fun. Scott, are you banned from Twitter yet or no? Oh,
2: I've been knocked off and back and knocked off and all that kind of shit. Anyway, I don't believe what the guy was saying. By the way, I'm just telling you what <laughs> okay.
0: I went. Dude, to I love the shellfish toxins. That's, the shellfish
1: toxins. Uh, I have not heard. We're going to bring that up uh, often uh, on the show. I, I was trying. Is there anything you can plug, or you're not banned? You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. I don't think
2: to plug. I I don't plug. It, I, I am gainfully and happily unemployed.
1: It's very liberating, isn't it?
2: It's unbelievable. I get to be with my kid <laughs> and my wife as much as I want, and as and as much and as little as they want. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right.
1: Kim.
0: Stay safe. Stay sane. Michael, final but, thought? Yeah, let me, let me say something. Uh, Scott, if, if I was a hardcore Bernie supporter, you and I should be able to still go out and have a beer. We should be able to enjoy comedy. We should be able to talk about our favorite TV shows. I, no, You should not be subjugated to hate. You should not be yelled at. The point I'm trying to make is if we don't agree politically, and I'm not saying we don't, I'm just saying hypothetically, if we don't, we should be able to have a conversation. We should be able to enjoy each other's company. We should be able to attend a charity function together. We should be able to raise money for charity together. We should be able to do all of those things. That's the world I want to go back to, to where I can have a conversation with somebody I don't agree with politically, and we don't have to hate each other because I disagree with you about an athlete that neither of us knows or a about some political position or some war or something like that. I think we should be able to go back to that. So Scott, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Honestly, yeah. I feel I d- definitely feel bad about that. Um, and and I hope well, Mike, that at some point I, we get to that point.
2: I, I I I agree. And I appreciate that immensely and I, I and I'll just I'll just give you uh, I'll, I'll give you my last thought. The cigar shop that I go to, there's all kinds of people in there, black, white, Asian, gay, straight, whatever. And we hang and we make fun of each other and we rank on each other and we get mad at each other, but we come back the next day and we hang out. Yeah. And that's yeah.
1: the way, yeah. and that's, and that's, the, way it right. that's be. the way it should be. Yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned to somebody today, I was having, uh, that Scott was coming on today and they got mad that we were <laughs> even going to talk to him. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like we can't have a conversation. You go over to Israel now, they argue all the time and they do break bread and they do about right. all kinds of things. It's the way it should be.
2: Hey guys thank you so much it was fun
1: thanks scott we'll and, talk uh, soon
2: you want me to come back i'm happy to come on whatever you
0: need all right buddy thanks. thank you scott great to meet you uh
1: good job as far as us God bless as always like share subscribe Oh, subscribes out you're supposed to say follow now did you know that
0: yeah follow follows and, out and the other thing is guys uh <laughs> we've been we've been posting some of these clips on ig story and in on reels and i think I am so excited for this new world that we have because what you and I are doing is long form content and so many people have lost that. They're doing 15 second clips for Uh life. You know, we're doing we're doing these clips on IG Story. They they link back to the podcast or they link back to the YouTube video, and then people who normally wouldn't have any interest in this are now becoming interested in it. People like it.
1: I can have a conversation. Correct.
0: About that. I know. I know. I love Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, I, I, I pattern a lot of stuff I do as far as interviews after what he does, and nothing nothing to do with him politically. But I I mm-hmm. I like the intellectual curiosity. The fact that this guy can still do a three-hour podcast and people will still listen to it. Yeah. And you go back and you li- you listen to like, and I'm going way back, the Lincoln-Douglas debates. So when they would have conversations for three, four, five hours, yeah. I want to get back to that. I want us to get off the Adderall mm-hmm. and like get b- to the point where we can ha- have yeah. discussions and discuss the entire topic from start to finish and not just hate each other.
1: Yeah. Podcast, everybody. Have a podcast. Uh thank you, Sticky Paw Studio, Travis on the ones and the twos, and we will see you next time on Political Junkies.
0: This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie.